Hi everyone, this is Trish Kendall, your host for the Choose and Become interview series. I am extraordinarily excited for my guest today, Abby. So Abby, just say hi really quick and then I'll I'll take some context. <laughs> Uh, so first, before hi. I even informally introduce Abby, I just want to take a step back before we move forward for those of you that are new to the show, new to the interview series, just to set a little bit of context. I made five critical choices on my journey to enduring success. I picked up the phone when my sister called. That was a first choice. I committed to a two-way agreement. I built trust in myself and then inspired the trust of others. I created community and belonging. And finally, I embraced my boundless capacity to give love and to receive love. Now, these five choices for me were linear. For other people, they're not. But one of the things that I love about what I do is I get to, on this podcast series, interview people who I really admire and get their perspective and experience and lessons as it relates to these five choices. So Abby is going to go along this journey. We're going to go along Abby's journey together. But here's the thing. So Abby, Abby Rosada is the co-founder of Posh Beauty. Abby and I go, I mean, I want to say it's 10 years. We are about 10 I years. And so Abby is now, yeah. my like beauty queen. I don't know. <laughs> but she is is my my <laughs> stylist and my friend. She has been actually a mentor and you know, sometimes you think about age and experience and there being mentor and mentee and age has nothing to do with it. When, um, gosh, Abby, it had to have been five years right. ago when I said to you, I want to double down on my inspirational mission. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. you were the one, like literally yeah. I would yeah. test everything with you. I Every message, every story, every what if. <laughs> and I always thought about you and your, your journey and ability and desire and commitment to create enduring success in your life. And so you have been an inspiration to me. So thank you. Yeah. Okay. Tell, tell my you. audience, tell my thank community you. a little bit about you and then we'll get right into it. So I'm Abby. Um, I have been in the beauty industry for, I want to say like 11 years now. Um, as soon as I graduated high school, I kind of just jumped right into it. I knew that was something I've always wanted to do. Um, so as soon as I graduated Tony and Guy, I worked in a salon. Um, I worked at Ulta at the salon there for many, many years and I left and opened up my own business. Um, actually, I think next Ow. week will be one oh year since I've had my own business now. So, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's so, it's just and awesome. Now we're here. And now we're here. You have well, and I just said this. I'll restate it in a different way. You have always shown me that the definition of success mm. is what you, as the individual, make it, mm -hmm. and. You have always, every interaction I have with you, Absolutely. your glass is always half full. <laughs> I mean, it, 
and you, you're just always so full of energy and and uh, hope and love and joy and all of those things. What I want to know from you is when we think about success and creating success, what does enduring success mean to you? Mm-hmm. I think to me personally, I feel like enduring success, I mean, is just doing anything really that makes you happy, just like makes you feel like fulfilled, fulfilled, like gives you purpose. Um, Anything that you really want to do, anything that you have focused on for so long, like just to do it, you know, mm-hmm. being happy. And you have, you purpose, well, really. actually, I want to, I want to add a little bit more context to Abby, the person, because this is what we talk about as well. You're a daughter, you're a sister, yeah. right? And how old is your younger sister mm-hmm. now? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. And She's 19 it's now. Yeah. It's crazy that the, the years just go by. <laughs> and I think about you in that context too, as a sister to her and so how fast. you probably, I would yeah. think, helped shape her thinking and experience as it relates to success too, as she has seen her older sister grow. It's funny because we, I just had my 10 year high school reunion not too long ago and I was kind of on the fence about going and she was like, no, you have to go. You have to show off all the things that you've accomplished. And I'm like, oh my God, like to hear her say that, like, and you were happy. So I was like, you know what? You're right. I'm going to (laughs) go. Okay, I'm going to ask you and get your perspective on each of these choices as it relates to your journey to enduring success. And the first is making a first choice because I I just, at least I've experienced that success begins with making our own choice. Nobody can choose for us, right? So as you reflect on your journey to where you are today, is there a first choice that you made that has impacted your definition of enduring success and your achievement of it and or your achievement of it? Yeah, I mean, I think my first choice, as cliche as it sounds, is just kind of putting myself first. You know, my first choice was to just listen to myself and doing the things that I want to do instead of doing what everybody else, you know, wants to do for you. Um, so for me, I think I think a big wake up call me personally was COVID. You know, I was out of work for three months and I had a lot of time to kind of just like reflect on my life. And, you know, I I'm the type of person where I always like try to challenge myself. I always try to do like, you know, the next best thing for myself. And I think COVID really like made me reflect on my life a lot And that, you know, my first choice was to just do what was best for me. And with that was, you know, opening up my own business. And then took whatever steps and whatever time and to Mm -hmm. where now you're celebrating your one year anniversary. Yeah. And I think, you know, timing is everything. You know, I don't think you should just like rush into it. Totally. I think just take the uh, time and make sure it's I the right move remember, for you. Oh my gosh. I remember us talking. This was years ago, Abby, years ago. And we were talking about um, mm. 
choices that we make in order to get us to where we want to go. And we were talking about money. And do you remember what you, like, what? Yeah. And how you made decisions no, about what that. you spent <laughs> and how you spent it, cash versus credit cards. But like, I just, yeah. I remember that so much yeah. in thinking that you have, you have a first choice and then what are you doing after that in order to prepare? And you had already had this mindset and philosophy around financials and preparing yourself for the next success that you were able to be ready to open up your own salon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what it is, you know, I, I, maybe it's from, you know, my childhood, but I think I just always had that mindset, like kind of just have to prepare yourself for like anything that's going to happen, you know? And yeah. It's, and that, and that has stayed with me. With that, that's know? one of the little stories that stayed with me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and so well, funny. whatever, I, I would digress that. on that that's because so I think funny. it is something that women and younger women really need to, to think about to prepare themselves for being able to make whatever choices they want to make, you know? And so you lead the way with that. The second critical choice I made was to commit to a two-way agreement. And now for me, this was an agreement between me and my big sister, and it was a near contractual agreement. Since then, I've committed to many two-way agreements. The power is in committing. And and what I experienced through my sister and that to a agreement is that when I finally chose to commit, my actions transformed from, oh my God, I have to do these things to I want to do these things. Like this duty and obligation to desire. When I think about two-way agreements, it could be two people, it could be two entities, it could be, you know, two parties, but it's the intent of coming together to achieve a mutually beneficial now I know one of your two-way agreements already, but I'm not. <laughs> but is there a two-way agreement that you've entered into that through the commitment, you're like, you know what? I really gave and I got. Um, yeah, I mean, I think for me, I think most people would have like that second person. I want to say I've had a two-way agreement within myself. Um, I just feel like I've always kind of like held myself like accountable for like everything that I've done in my life, you know, like, um, yeah, I've had the support from my family and my friends, but I've always been like my biggest cheerleader. I've always been, you know, that person that motivates my own self. So I think when I've had all these things and all these goals for myself, I was really making that two-way agreement with myself and proving to myself that I'm capable of accomplishing all these things, you know, whether I have a su- support system or not. So, awesome. yeah, I think and have you my, ever, I would say myself. Have you ever had to just stop and, and yeah. to yourself and go, whoa? Yeah, for sure. I mean... I think I'm my own, like, biggest critic. You know, I don't think I give myself, like, more credit than I deserve. But, 
you know, I, I find myself looking back now and being like, oh my God, like I did that. Like I did that for myself. And, you know, it's, it's been um, a really beautiful is there... to watch. Okay. Sure. So now I'm going to take us to a beautiful example. And when I said, oh my gosh, I know a two-way agreement. Well, you and Taylor, when, when you co-founded Posh, Posh Beauty, and I've seen that manifest yeah, with, for with, sure. with you and Taylor and the success of that. Is there any other two-way agreements that you'd be like, hmm, this is something that I might need to enter into in the future? And there might be like, absolutely no, but I'm always just curious. Um, Yeah. I'm not sure. I well, you just I made really a bin like one a year ago. Thought about it, to be completely honest. Yes, yes, that was my big one for sure, for sure. So the third critical choice Absolutely. that I made Absolutely. was to build trust. Now, for me, it started with building trust in myself. Like I literally had no trust in myself. And then once I built trust in myself, then I was able to inspire the trust of others. And through this process, I learned that if I do the little things great, great things can happen. So I want to, I'm going to ask you probably three components here. One is, have you had a, how do you build trust in sure. yourself? And then I'll switch it to inspiring the trust of others. And then I want to get your perspective on little things. So just start us out with you and building trust in yourself. Yeah. I feel like it took a long time for me to trust myself. I'm not going to lie. And I think it's because of, you know, some of the positions that I was in before, you know, I think being in like toxic relationships and just being in toxic environment, you know, when you just put your trust into somebody else and you kind of lose the trust that you have for yourself, you know, you start to resent yourself, you start to do all these things. And um, yeah, I think now I definitely mm -hmm. trust myself because I put myself first in a lot of, you know, choices that I've had to make. Which goes um, that back I to your first never, choice. you know, do before. So right. yeah. it all and go exactly. On. It's all a circle. But it, once you it's, make it's that all choice to put yourself first, you feel it permeate through your all your life yeah. decisions. That it's a constant. Absolutely. Yeah. And then it, it comes with everything else. It's, you know, it comes with, you know, hanging out with people and, you know, because now you have trust in when, with yourself, you know, you can trust it being is. around other people now, too. And how it, do it's people just full circle inspire your trust? How do people earn your Abby's trust? I think just being open just being open, just being like authentic, like just being yourself. Like that is what gains my trust is just being vulnerable, being able to like be yourself and be authentic to all that and capacity. Why, capacity. This is a rhetorical question, but but I'm still going to ask you if you want to give me, like, why do we hold back so much? We as just 
individuals and, and humans when it comes to showing up in the interaction and just bringing ourselves to it. Right, go on. I think because we're, yeah, no, I think it's, you know, being scared, you know, that fear of like rejection, like that fear of like, okay, well, if I open up to somebody else, you know, what if I don't get that back? You know, I think, I think honestly, and then it it is so interesting because I experience what you experience when I can tell when someone, which is what really connected me to you instantly is, is I can, you can tell when someone is raw and authentic, right? You can tell. And, and I, and I try not to hold it against anyone when they're not, because I understand, like, I understand the barriers Mm -hmm. to it, but when they are, it's almost instant, an instant connection. Right. Instant. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a big believer is, is, you know, you surround yourself with the people who are, are like you, you know, um, I've always been crucial when it comes to that, you know, like you are the people you surround yourself. You're going to gravitate. Uh, so this third one that, that I always want to get perspective on is in the, in the trust category, but it could fall into other things. The idea of, doing the little things great. For me, when I did the little things, made good small choices every day, when I was selling uh, gym memberships at Gold's Gym, you know my story, Mm -hmm. that helped me build trust in myself. Um, (laughs) are Are there little things or small choices that you make in your day consistently? Maybe. I don't know. Hmm, so reflect on it. That's a good See, because I, yeah. Sometimes it becomes a habit, right? And we're talking about the good habits, the good habits that yeah. the compilation of these small choices that in fact then create this big outcome. So you, yeah, you reflect on that. And I bet. Right, is, right. Right. Um, let's go to the fourth choice. So the fourth critical choice that I made was to create community and belonging. And actually I'd say really it started out. My choice was to create friendship. I I was 30 years old. I I was friendly with everyone, friends Mm -hmm. with no one. And I like, I wanted to be a friend and I wanted a friend. That, Mm -hmm. That was really the push. What I realized is what was missing is I didn't belong anywhere. And then through my own actions, I learned that belonging takes action. Like you kind of got to make it happen on both sides. You've got to make it happen on both sides. So I'd like to start with belonging and then go to community a little bit. I think we probably, everybody has felt at some point not belong, not belonging, you know, what it feels like to not belong. Let me say that more clearly. Right. For you, what does it feel like to not belong? And then if you want to share a story, share a story. I think to feel like you're, you don't belong is to feel like you're misunderstood. 
um, misunderstood and just like, honestly, like living in a different planet than everybody else. And it's so funny because I still feel like I kind of struggle with that right now where, like you said, like you were in your 30s and you had so many friendships, but you never really found like your circle. Um, I feel like I, I still sometimes I feel like I don't belong for sure. And and it's it's sad. It is sad. And I think, you know, for me, it's just because I've been so accustomed to just like being um, independent and just relying on myself for everything that I almost forget like you know what like you know wouldn't it be nice to like ask not even asking for help but just like call someone up and like hey instead of me doing this by myself do you want to like you know come with me to do that you know I think I've just I think that's something that I'm definitely, you know, willing to work on for sure is not feeling like I have to do everything myself oh, and letting Abby, I other people in. So, the, the, yeah. The parallel, I never <laughs> want to make this interview about my story, but I cannot not insert the journey that you and I went on it, that helped me create craft and tell my story. Right. The The feeling of being independent mm -hmm. financially emotionally physically mm -hmm. for me and what i heard from you as you've shared with me and even right now so important and 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 almost like a definition of success and you know to to, to go back to what you're saying like yeah. that independence and doing things on your own amazing, awesome, you are where you're at. And now being able to, not even being able to, right. but just an acknowledgement of there's more. There's more on your journey. Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. And there then is the more. willingness and desire to yes, figure out how to create is. it. I mean, I joined a running club. <laughs> I've run a step in my life. I barely <laughs> run now, but those women are still to this day a, a big, a, a big part of my community. So, so now, how about this? Let's go. That. Let's do that. the flip. When you do feel a sense of belonging, mm -hmm. reflect on how that feels those moments that you have that sense of belonging. Yeah, I think in those moments, you know, you you feel seen. You feel seen, you feel heard. Um, you feel safe. Like you it's almost like mm -hmm. a weight has lifted off of your shoulders. And that's what we that want moment. more of. And not just for ourselves, but like when you more think about of, for you know, sure. the people around for you, sure. your sister, you know, mom people you love oh my god yeah the, yep. our loved ones I want right. every single person in my circle you <laughs> to feel that to feel that okay I want to go to communities for for a minute yeah absolutely tell me about some of the communities that you are a part of right now 
right? I'm not sure if I'm in any right? communities like that's right now, to be completely The conversation that, is, that I feel so connected to you in that way of where you are on your journey. Because it has been, Abby, and, and now... Yeah. Yep. And, and Abby, your success in all this. And now I think about Posh Beauty. I think about Posh Beauty for sure being a community, Mm -hmm. you know, a a community. So how about this? Because you and I see each other. Actually, we're going to see each other on Thursday. Nobody think about anything when you're looking at me because I am a week yeah. seeing and seeing Abby, but I did curl my hair for you. Hair. <laughs> um, so because I do see you every five weeks, Love I that. want to I want to be a part of your journey in hearing mm-hmm. the things that you might contemplate or do to create that sense of belonging within a community. That expands, mm-hmm. expands what you're doing today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you'll keep sharing with me. You'll keep sharing with me. I love that. Okay. I love that. The I fifth love that. critical choice that I made. Well, how about this? For me, those first four choices were linear. I had to make a first choice. I had to pick up the phone before I had ever had a chance to commit to a two-way agreement. Through committing to a two-way agreement with my sister, I realized I wanted to build trust in myself. Through building trust in myself, I realized, you know, I achieved independence, but realized I didn't belong and I wanted to. So those things were linear for me. I wouldn't have been able to make the fifth choice without them. So the fifth critical choice I made was to embrace my boundless capacity to give love and receive love. And what I'm talking about is not love the emotion, which is not a choice, but I am referring to love the verb, love the action that is a choice. And The first Mm -hmm. thing is I realized that there actually is no cap to how much love we have to give and no cap to how much love we can receive. Yeah. Except our self-inflicted cap. Because let's let's be clear. Yeah, for a really long time. Okay. People ask me all the time, (laughs) Trish, like, what is love the verb? And I always throw it back to them. And so I always want to get my guest perspective. And I want to get your perspective on this because love the verb, I think, manifests differently for different people at different times. Is there an example or a manifestation of how you would say you give love? So from my perspective, giving love is showing up in my interaction with you, Abby, as me. Like, I'm going to give you my total raw, authentic me. Now, you give me love back by reciprocating that. You know, so for me, that that is an example of being love. Listening, you know, when I just think about, you know, staying focused with the person that I'm with being intentional with that person, like that is actually an act yeah. of giving my love because I, usually I'm doing a grocery list in my head or, or my business stuff in my head. 
So I, I think there's just probably a gazillion examples. When I met my boyfriend, my current boyfriend now, I feel like I had to learn so many things about myself, you know, to be patient, to be kind, to look at, you know, it through a different like point of eye. And I feel like for me, it showed me a lot. Like I, you know, from being in previous toxic relationships, I, I didn't have a good, um, you know, representation of what, a, you know, communicating was, you know. So when I met my boyfriend, Gen C, I feel like I had to learn all of these new things and to be patient. And because I allowed myself to like, be that way, he then could be patient with me as well. That's so I feel awesome. like, you know, just and honestly, your like meeting him. To be reflective on what are the things that I need to do. Yeah. And here's Exactly. Right. So like and be able to like is, open up. Well, how, him, you know? how does it feel? How does it feel to to have done that, to do that? Oh, it it, it feels great. Like it, it feels amazing because now I have someone in my corner who and it took your will always first. show up for me, you know, which is a risk. Oh, I, I'm not, I think yes. sometimes showing up with that full intention of giving love in whatever way we just manifest it is a risk. It almost goes back right when I asked you, um, uh, why do people not show up being authentic and raw of fear? I feel the same way when it comes to this, mm-hmm. you know, communication. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Fear but then when we take the risk know? in the right setting, in mm-hmm. a safe setting with the right person, what yep. you got back, and then does it fuel yep. you? Like what, when you get it back? <laughs> oh, hundred percent. Right. And that just 100%. keeps keeps it going. Well, uh, you, Abby, I mean, sure. I I should like write a story about just my journey of sharing my story. And you would be a central character in that story. I appreciate you. Mm. I respect you. I'm inspired by you. And I love that you always gave me your input, (laughs) your feedback, your what ifs and what abouts. And I really think this podcast was a manifestation of you and I talking about, you know, what people, you know, think about and what they want to share and, and all that stuff. So you gave me your love for the last 10 years. And I am so grateful to share a little bit of you, a little bit of Abby with my community and the people out there that I want to inspire for them to create their own journeys to enduring success. And I can't wait to get these little nuggets out to everyone. So Thank you for joining me for this Choose and Become interview series. Uh, Be on the lookout for Abby. Choose and become. 
Thank you for joining me for this episode of the Choose and Become interview series. To check out more episodes, go to www.trishkendall.com backslash podcast, or go to any of your favorite podcast channels, including YouTube under Trish Kendall Speaks, and you'll find this interview and more. Choose and become.